The lesson today is written in Revelation, chapter 19, starting at verse 6. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Then the angel said to me, Right, right, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Here ends the lesson. The Gospel is written in chapter 2 of the Gospel according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise be to thee, O Christ. In our Gospel reading, we heard about a wedding in Cana that Jesus was invited with his mom and disciples. But the problem was there, running out of wine. In Middle Eastern culture that I'm coming from, hospitality is very, very important. And I can realize in that wedding in Cana, the problem was not about eating and drinking, but it was about honoring the guests of the wedding. So if all guests knew 
that they don't have enough wine for the wedding, they would think this host, this young couple getting married, didn't honor us enough to prepare enough wine for our joy because we are guests here. And the host showing hospitality shows, in fact, their respect to the guests. Now Jesus come, and his mom tells him, you should do something. And as we hear in gospel, Jesus says, woman, my time has not come yet. But after a while, we can see that Jesus does his first miracle, even though this is earlier that it was planned for him to show any miracle. He does it, we don't know why exactly, but by knowing Jesus' character, we can say, because of his love for that couple, because he didn't want those couple wedding, those couple joy, turn into the sorrow. So he does his first miracle, even though it's earlier than his time to do any miracle. And we see in this reading six water pots, six, six stone water pots, which was used for purification according to the uh, law of Moses. And Jesus asked the servants to fill all of them, not just one of them, not two of them, all of them. And Jesus turns all that water, which was about 180 gallons, into wine. So wine was more than enough for all guests to enjoy and to be happy. Now, we know in Jewish culture and also in Bible that lack of wine is a sign of punishment, is a sign of judgment. But Jesus turned water into the wine, and he creates abundance of wine, which is a sign again in gospel for blessing, for joy. And those six stone water pots, which were used for purification, was a sign of religion, Jewish religion. Water was used for purification, for washing up, for forgiveness of sin. But wine is for joy. Now in this end, we see that the manager of wedding tells to the couple that you kept the best wine for the end. I remember when I became a Christian, my only question from God was, God, why you didn't show yourself to me earlier? Why I did last many years without knowing you, without having your joy and your salvation in my life? I really wished I knew Jesus earlier in my life. Because life with Jesus is absolutely different. At least my experience of having salvation and living with him is different. Yes, we are living in a broken world. We experience lots of difficulties. But having Jesus in our heart is exactly like this wedding in Cana, that the couple had Jesus in their wedding. And running out of wine was not a big problem 
because they had Jesus creating more wine for them, creating more joy for them. And we, having Jesus in our heart, can be sure that in time of difficulty, his love, his presence can keep us sweet. Paul the Apostle, in his letter to Philippians, mentions many times to the church that have joy, rejoice, rejoice. And he repeats that word again and again. Yet, lots of theologians believe that Paul the Apostle was writing those words to the church when he was in a prison. And the question is how a person who is in prison can encourage people outside to be happy, to rejoice, because there is nothing in a prison. In the past, an evangelist in Iran was in the prison because of his activities to share the gospel. Islamic government put him in prison and church sent a pastor to visit him in prison. And that pastor was a friend of mine and he shared about his visit in prison. That pastor said, I went to visit that evangelist. I went to encourage him. I went to say, you know, we are looking after your four young children. We are looking after your young wife. Don't worry, you will come out. But as soon as I entered the prison, as soon as I saw him, he started to encourage me. He started to remind me word of God. And the smile on his face and his joy was extraordinary for me. And I couldn't understand how a person in prison for such a long time with so much concern outside is so happy, yet I am not. I am in freedom. I'm outside. I'm with my family. I'm in the church. I have everything I need, but I'm not as happy as this man in prison. And he said he was praying about that and asking God for a while after coming out. And the answer he received from the Lord was, you know, because you don't love me as much as your friend in prison loves me. Jesus, in chapter 15 of Gospel of John, speaks about remaining in him and having joy. He says, I told you these words, so I, my joy will be in you, and your joy will be complete. And after that, Jesus speaks about love. The secret of having joy in Christian life is keeping our eyes on Jesus. Some of us, somewhere in our Christian journey, starting to get so busy that we miss Jesus. We forget about him. In my personal life, I've experienced that. Sometimes busyness in life, even busyness in ministry, doesn't mean I remember Jesus, doesn't mean my eyes are focused on him. 
And in those moments, when I miss Jesus, I feel sorrow, I feel pressure, and I cannot find a way out of that situation. But as soon as I go to his presence, as soon as I focus my eyes upon him, joy again comes back to my heart and fills my life. So today, before we receive communion together, let us once again open our hearts and search our hearts and ask, Lord, do I really have your joy? Do I really live with your joy? Is my Christian journey is rejoicing in, in you? I want to focus my eyes upon you again. I want to walk with you step by step. And I want you to fill me with your wine of grace. I believe that my works are nothing before you. But my love for you can satisfy your heart. And your love can fill my heart with your joy. In Jesus' name, amen.